Like many of you, we battle depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. Hey, it's me, it's me, it's J-A-C. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the... When Words Fail, Music Speaks Podcast, where we fight depression with the power of music. I'm your handicapped host. Like I said, it's JAC, James Andrew Cox. And I know I am not the voice of Scooter from the Muppets. Oh, You know what you are, though. What am I? <laughs> Great. You're, you're my king of pop. King, you're my king. Oh, yeah. yeah. You are my king uh, of pop. Okay. Oh. And I... <laughs> and I am commonly referred to as the loudest guy in the room, but only when I'm playing the drums. And if you say otherwise, <laughs> buddy, mm. you got another thing coming. Oh, that was a few episodes back. That yeah, was our right. Judas Priest. Yeah. Anyway, I am your endless source of useless music knowledge. My name is Blake Mosley. Uh, you can also call me Brosley if you want to, or today you can call me Captain EO. <laughs> nice. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You, okay. Captain EO. All right. you like that? Yeah. Well, okay. I do like that. Yeah. Right. I do, uh, that's coming in loud and clear. All right. Perfect. Perfect. So, perfect. I forgot to say I'm your king of pop. So thank you for reminding me who I am. That's okay. You're yeah. my king of pop. That's right. So you may not be the world's king of pop. No, mine, but who is besides MJ? You I mean, are. I, I, I just told you. Well, you are. We're not the world. Well, I'm the king of uh, on this. Well, um, yeah. well, the world's wrong then. Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, who see, cares? But well, see, you're the loudest guy in the room, so, I mean. Yeah. Some, sometimes. I'm working I, on that. Yeah. I, I'll, yeah. I'll work on my, um, on being the loudest guy in the room. Mm, mm. Well, see, when you get your John Bottom drums, you will be. Ooh, yes. Yeah. I don't have any updates on those nope. yet, but Damn, yeah, man. those are still those are still in the works. Okay. I, I would love to have those drums. I hope yeah. that one day I can get them. But yeah. hopefully, yeah. he's holding on. To, he's holding holding on to them for you. I have to. Yes, he told me he was, and I, I just have to get somewhere to put the John Bonham drums. Uh, and we're we're in the process of doing that now. Yeah. Um, the power they have uh, they dug the line to uh, run to my shed oh, and nice. have laid the wire uh, in the yard in that trench that they dug out. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something. It's, uh, you know, so with it's that a work a, in progress, right? So, but by the, I told myself at the end of this year, I'm going to set some goals, man. I'm going to have that thing done. I'm going to have gonna, my drum set up in it. And I'm going to be playing drums in there by the end of the year. And it'll be a full-blown so, studio, oh, right? I, right. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a full-blown yeah. studio where we're, where, where or you can make make music at. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna play my drums in there. I'm gonna record podcasts in there. It's gonna be my own little little creative area. So right, right, right. yeah. Uh, so there's a few things I want to say before we we move on. Um, if you mm-hmm. like what we're doing on past, present, and future episodes, uh, please like and rate our podcast as they help us listen in the future. And I ordered. Some t-shirts because I wanted to get them in before we sell them to y'all. Y'all can buy them right now at WinWordsvilleMusicSpeaks.com. There's a tab on the link that says shop. 
And if you click on that, it'll take you to an image, a blue image that says click here to shop. Click that image and you can shop at our, at our, at our store. But, yeah. um, but, I, but I ordered two shirts um, to, that came in today. Or, or yeah. yesterday. Our YouTube watchers are gonna are gonna love this too because you can actually see what what James is holding up here. But right, if I can. So right. cool. Yeah. Sorry. Um. I, oh yeah. Here we go. This is the, okay. The, nice the, and the, orange. Right. Yeah. This is the Woodward Trail Music Speaks podcast T-shirt. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. And then I'm wearing the classic green shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, for we like for, green around here. Uh, yeah, we do. We do wherever. Oh, 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 okay. So um. The reason why I pick green because orange is my favorite color of all time. Okay. But see, the reason why why I pick green is it's because green means growth. You know, you're growing as yes. as something, right? Yeah. So I figured, Cross you know, green. me and you are all are always growing, always helping each other, and I hope yep. that our 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 show helps others grow too. You know. Yes. Grow to be a better yes. self and uh, yeah. So there's many different uh, there's many different meanings for many different colors. Yeah, so that's why that's I do that's that's a good point. I never even thought about that. I'm, yeah, there's a lot of green. We love green around here. We do. Um, I like the orange shirt too. Um, I I don't know if you're a college football watcher or not. Sometimes um, I, I do. I, I I do watch it with my dad whenever the Gamecocks are okay. on. Yeah. Okay, so you're you're more of a Gamecocks guy. I am I am a Gamecocks fan, uh, through and through. Um, but you know my nephew. Uh, Alec recently got into Clemson University, so I'm very, very proud of him. Way to go, buddy! I don't know if he's listening to this or not, but uh, very, very proud of him. I'm a, I'm a proud uncle. He did a, uh, a great job uh, in school. Well, it's, he's technically still in school, but anyway, he he graduates this year. But you know, he's he's a super smart kid, super good kid too. Like you just you you don't see a lot of kids his age that just hasn't hasn't gotten in some form of trouble at <laughs> at some point and he's just a good a good kid a smart kid and i'm very very proud of him and even though i'm not a clemson fan i am i'm super stoked that he was able to do that so uh way to go alec right way to go well, i'm i'm not okay i missed one of the controls i'm sorry yeah but um that's all right <laughs> i was like oh, no, i lost you for a second <laughs> no man i'm still trying to figure out the loom thing um yeah but yeah, oh, okay. So you say that he's going to Clemson, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the funny thing is, one of my okay, so my uncle has two sons, uncles and aunts, and and, uh, and Robin and Uncle Mark. They have two sons. Yeah. One go, one went to uh, USC, and one went to Clemson. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a house divided, you know. Ah, uh, yeah. So gotcha. And my and my and my aunt Robin, she went to Clemson as well. So it's really a house divided. It's two against two. Whenever yeah. the last game of the of the uh, college football game, because doesn't Gamecocks always play the Clemson their last game ever? I mean, yeah, I, the I, last I, like official game of the season, season in, right, the, yeah. uh, in the schedule is is always the rivalry game between Carolina and Clemson, right? Uh, and I go into those with very low expectations, um, just <laughs> because I know that like you know you get a team like Carolina who. You know, we'll talk football for a second here. Did considerably better this year than they have in the past. Um, so Shane Beamer came in as a new coach this year, and I think he did a wonderful job. I like the direction that the program is going. Um, but, you know, I still have those very, very low expectations when it comes to playing Clemson because I am just a 
realistic college football fan, and I know that if you have a team that <laughs> that you're playing against that is usually in the the top five, not even the top ten, the top five, and has won this <laughs> national championship uh, several times in the past few years and almost always goes to the national championship, you're probably not going to win. So I'm just realistic in that sense, but, you know, um, yeah, I, I've, I've, uh, I love college football. I love the Gamecocks. Um, Allie is a big Clemson fan. Um, uh, uh, my, my family's divided on that. I've got a lot of people on my, uh, on both sides of my family that are huge Gamecock, uh, fans, but, um, my, um, my sister actually went to USC, but she is a huge Clemson fan. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think we're we're all just super proud of the 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 guy oh, yeah. we're getting. Yeah, um, and I'm excited to see what he does while he's there. So nice, way nice. to go, Alec. Yes, congratulations, buddy. Yeah. So. Yep. Good job. Uh, so if you didn't know by by Blake's sound clip, we are discussing the great and late Michael Jackson. <laughs> yes. I'm yeah. gonna try to be quick with it <laughs> oh, oh see that's why i waited for you because i know you yeah, yeah slight yeah. delay there's yeah. a little bit of a delay in there um whenever whenever yeah. i hit that button so yeah. it's just the website i found that on but anyway yeah. yes uh we are we are covering michael jackson this was uh this was james's idea um because i i think it's safe to say we're both huge michael jackson fans um and honestly how can you not be right right um yeah. it uh he did so much for music um and just before we get into our gush about Michael Jackson for a minute, what is what what would you say your introduction to Michael Jackson was? Do you remember like the first time ever ever hearing a Michael Jackson song and discovering who he was or how what was that like for you? Okay, so we did cover this on an earlier earlier podcast episode, and I'm sure you know it too because you. You're, you you were just as scared of it than I was. But my first introduction to it was uh, the video of Thriller. Really? I don't gotcha. know I don't know when I saw it, but I know it came out and it, it had to be in the early eighties, right? Or something, right? I think it was like eighty three, eighty four, whenever right, yeah. Thriller came out. Yeah, yeah, so that's early eighties. So I must have been right. three or four. But that scared the yeah. crap out of me, dude. You know, yeah. I'm uh, not so much the zombies, but 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 the laugh at the end. You know that just spooked me ah, out. Too, too. Yeah, that Vince Price. Yes, yeah, I yes. Guess. But uh, but such a classic song, you know. Yeah. And then I and then after that, he was all over MTV. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then a Dangerous album came out, and I got instantly hooked on that. Was, that was my first. Good one. That's the hidden gem. People don't talk about Dangerous a lot. That's that, a good. That's a good album. That was my first cassette ever. Ever that I well, I had Metallica, the like and then and then and then Dangerous, right? Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I had that vinyl record somewhere. I'm going to pull it out later on. But um. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's such an underrated album, dude. You know, you don't yeah. hear you. You write you you and you write that album doesn't get a lot of credit as it should. You know, because everybody was no. on Thriller or like Bad or you know the right. The I mean, the, I mean they're masterpieces, but I mean they 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 just really took took a took a took a one eighty and just blew up blew everybody out of the water. I think you know. For yeah, me, for me. I think um I think Dangerous 
for sure did a lot for uh for his move into um like that 90s because you have like different eras of um r&b music right right and like you have like the old and, and we're going to cover this we're, we're talking about like old motown type of r&b mm-hmm. uh into like some 80s r&b into this 90s r&b that was that was i think really kind of came from this album as a huge inspiration you got songs like jam um, Damn, and remember yeah. time uh black or white yeah. um who is it that's one of, that's one of my favorite michael jackson songs mm. ever is who is it yeah. um so it, it's just there's there's so many good songs on there and it kind of like that was in 91 when dangerous came out and it like kick-started yes 91 you know, yeah this, yeah this 90s r&b um influencing people like uh, boys to men um mm-hmm. and like backstreet boys and different ones like that like it, it's it kicked off this new era and um you can definitely hear the influence in a lot of the songs from dangerous so i'm glad yeah. you said something about that because yes. people don't talk yeah. about dangerous a lot it's yeah. like you said there's thriller and there's bad because there was just so there were so many classic songs yeah. just from those two albums right um mm. and it and it's and that's what's so mind blowing is like he didn't have a lot of like albums, but right. there were so many singles from those albums yes, that just were yes. monsters. It, it just he took over the music scene. And uh, um, and uh, Black and White is my favorite Michael Jackson song of all time. Yeah, besides um, the way you make me feel, that is amazingly. Yes. Ooh, yeah, that's all the bad album, right? Yeah, that's that's yeah, that classic too. But uh, yeah, but Black and White, like. Have you seen the video for that song? Oh yeah, with uh, it, and with that's something at the we'll beginning. Have to, yeah. We'll have to cover too. His yeah. music video were right. just iconic. Yeah, yeah, all of them, all of them. You know yeah, yeah. I um, would say that my introduction, and and it's funny you should say something about the music videos. My introduction to to Michael Jackson, I can't really put my finger on it. Yeah, but I, it, it's just one of those things where it's kind of like Michael Jackson has just always been there. And right. yeah. you can't really place, uh, especially someone um, who grew up. I was born in 91. So, like, Michael Jackson was already, like, in his Huge, prime right. at that yeah, time. Yeah. And, and, and so all the massive hits had been out for a while. And those just <laughs> transition into the next decade. And then you have a new decade of Michael Jackson that comes out that he just, like, stayed the king of pop all the way through that time. It was just like it was always there. Right. And but my like first time that I remember like grasping who Michael Jackson was and like understanding how massive of an artist he was and how talented uh he was too was my mom had this VHS day. Mm-hmm. Um call it was the the his the history it's like <laughs> Capital H I S Tory, his story, his story, uh, however you want to pronounce <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was a collection of, it was like a greatest hits for his music videos. And I watched the crap out of that thing. I would watch every music video that was on there, all of them, all the iconic music videos. Billie Jean, it had all Thriller, Bad had all of them. Wow. Um, and I just like was taken away by just how crazy these music videos were and you know my young impressionable mind had never seen anything like that right 
Thriller scared the crap out of me. Right? Oh my god! I had to skip over <laughs> Thriller. Yeah, yeah. Now I love it. Yeah, right, and then like right. uh, once I learned like how involved he was in all that stuff too, it made it so much more incredible because you learn more and more about how these artists don't have a lot of input in their own songwriting. But Michael Jackson was very involved. He wanted. He was very involved with the choreography, the lyrics, Everything. the musical styling, and all yeah. that. Like it. it he had his hand in every single one of those things right. and he was not a jerk. And I think the best way to take a look at like, just get a, just to get a snippet of what he was like when it came to music, something he was very passionate about, watch the, this is it documentary. It was the the documentary that was filmed about his last tour that he was going to do right. um, before he passed away. Yeah. And I remember watching that when it came out forever ago in like, these songs have been around forever, right? But he's got a live band that's playing his songs every night. Right. And Michael Jackson would sit there while they're playing the songs, and he's like, I'm not really feeling that for this. How about we try this? And he would and he and he would do it in such a way that it wasn't like, dude, don't come up in here and tell me what to do. It was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then you do it and it's so much better. The guy had an ear for music. He had a he had uh, his choreography was just incredible. He helped everybody around him bring out the best of their abilities to put on a good show. Because at the end of the day, that's what he wanted. If you came to one of his concerts, he wanted you to leave with this feeling of more than it was just a concert. You went for a full blown experience. And he made sure that that happened. Have you ever seen that documentary? I have not. I have not. Oh, dude, it is incredible, especially the thriller um, song, uh, the thriller performance. Like they had a whole another like a they refilmed a bunch of like the music video to kind of like tie into this live performance that they were going to do. Right. And it was just it was amazing. Uh, you need to check it out. It's really good. Mm. It's it's funny that you mentioned the way he talked to people like that because because I feel because. It it sounds to me like he didn't like talk down to you. He's just like, okay, so, so what no. if we did this and that helps people a lot because it's not it's not bad mouthing them. It's not bad mouthing you. It's just what if we did this one and it works. It works. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. he would have those guys like redo a, a line of the song, and he'd be like, "Not there. It's not there yet. We're almost there. It's almost <laughs> there. We're not there yet." He knew exactly what he wanted. He'd make right, him do yeah, it again. Yeah. And it was never like, oh, we got to do it again. Yeah, right. It yeah. was like, okay, yeah, let's we'll we'll do it until we figure it out. Until Michael is happy, we want Michael to be happy, and they would they would run through it. And then once they figured out what it was that he wanted, it was like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, okay, absolutely. we got yeah, right. Oh, um, let me ask you like, this question before we move forward. Sure. On that on, on that VHS uh, with all the music videos. Yes. I can't remember the life of me what song it was, but um there was this one video, music video, that that there's an old guy which he which he dressed up as and he and him and like some kids uh went to like a like a mansion and all these zombies came up appearing and it's like a dance core like I don't know how I love to look it up but uh but that scared it was me Michael too. Michael Jackson video? Yeah, yeah cuz he dressed up like an old man. And then yes, my, and then I, I my, know Michael what you're Jackson. talking about. Yeah, yeah and I, I don't. I can't remember, remember what song that, that was yeah. on there. Okay, but that but, was you a know good, we'll do some digging in that. that I, do, I do remember something about that. That was a I great do. video too. Um, yes, 
Yeah, it seems was, like that was a dangerous music video. Right. Yeah, because that was like a like a sixteen minute, and it was just like a movie, you know. Oh, and that was something else too. And we'll get to the whole. Ca- if you didn't, if if for those of you who didn't catch the Captain EO thing. That's probably more more centered towards people who um, are like Disney World uh, or Disneyland mm-hmm. fanatics like myself. Um, we'll get to that. You'll you'll okay. you'll understand that okay. reference later. Uh, but yeah, Michael Jackson really loved this. He loved films too, right? Yes. In addition to music, he loved movies, and he <laughs> was one of the first people who wanted to take a music video and make it into a short film. So that's what Thriller was. But he did that with several music videos. Didn't like he, he do would, it with with um with any any are you okay with or like was that like a full blown smooth criminal? Yeah, oh, smooth yeah, criminal yeah, yeah. was turned yeah. into a a short film kind of thing. And yeah. um, I thought that oh, was gosh, weird because I don't know criminals. I don't know why he turned it into a, like a spaceship and just bounced out. Yeah, yeah he, he absolutely <laughs> loved. He loved to to make his music videos into something memorable. Yes, so he would yeah. make them into short films. They happened all the time. Remember exactly. the time was a was another one. Um, black and white kind of had like a little bit longer of Dude, a music video or dialogue and all that. Awesome yeah. because he went to different different countries and you know I mean he I, yeah yeah so it's amazing. And then he smashes the car up at the end of it. Yeah. Like, ah! <laughs> and the car um, windows just like explode. <laughs> um, I do remember, yes. I do remember a uh, in in living color parody. With um, <laughs> I, I, I I forgot what that what the guy's name is, but um, yeah. But uh, yeah, but that they took it straight from that video, you know. He broke the car yeah. and he got arrested. I'm like, oh my god, that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he said some. Yeah. He said he said a really messed up thing after he got arrested. Like, oh, I, I guess I'm really in black. I'm like, holy crap! What did you just say? You know, so. Ghosts. That, that was the name. Of, the song is Ghosts. That okay. was the music video you're talking about. Yes, yes. he did another zombie music video, yeah. um, for and the song Ghosts, which I don't think that's on. I don't think that's on the not dangerous. On dangerous no, yeah. um, it is not on dangerous. Yeah. I'll look real quick okay. while I'm looking this up. Ghost. I will tell you too that um, you know my love for Michael Jackson's music started when i was really young um my dad was a big fan of the jackson five and was a fan of michael jackson's uh solo career my mom also was um a big fan of the jackson five his solo stuff um i don't know what my mom's favorite uh oh blood on no not blood on the dance floor what was the album yes the album blood on the dance floor that was the one okay yeah that had that was such a good video oh my god Um, yes also another underrated um Yes, uh, album by Michael Jackson. But yeah, my dad's favorite Michael Jackson song was "Man in the Mirror." So I've always had like a very special emotional atta- attachment to "Man in the Mirror." That's such a good song um, too. My dad loves. Such yeah, a, it's a yeah, great song. Yeah. But um, I dressed up as Michael Jackson one time for Halloween. Did you? Uh, one year, it was it was fun. Yeah, we found my mom found this Michael Jackson mask uh, at uh, it was Eckerd's back then, not Rite Aid, but uh, and it was. Um, it was a Michael Jackson mask, uh, and I got uh, I made a glove with all like a bunch of sequins on it, and it had like a black fedora and my uh, loafers with the white socks in them and stuff. And I just moonwalked my way down the street, man, ready to trick or treat at every door. 
Did, uh, um, did, but, uh, <laughs> did, did the people ask you to sing for him? Hee <laughs> hee. Before I didn't have my, oh, I didn't okay. have my sound thing pulled up at that point, but yes, that oh. was all I could do for him was just go, <laughs> um, just hit him with a. That's all. I can't do it as well now because my voice uh, changed, but. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, so enough, enough gush. We're gonna, we're gonna really dig into it now because we one, one reason we wanted to do this is because, despite you know, the all the things that Michael Jackson accomplished. Uh, with his his life um, when it came to his music and his uh, philanthropy and, and you name it man he just he was all about um, he cared about people um, and yes there was a lot of controversy surrounding him uh, in numerous things and a lot of allegations and I don't know I here's the thing I've always enjoyed his music so much I, I didn't want to dig into that other stuff very very much Right. right right i heard what i heard on the news um i know that people are like if you would watch his uh or watch the uh finding neverland um docuseries your your opinion of him will change a lot and i'm like well then i don't want to watch it like no. first off i don't like that kind of stuff to begin with right um right. and I, I i i it's something that like bums me out and i i have to separate the person excuse me the person from the music um otherwise it spoils it and i have such an emotional attachment to his music i don't need that spoiled for me so right exactly. I, I distance myself from all of that um and if you think that's wrong then i'm sorry that's just how i am uh for me personally that's how i choose to look at it um but uh yeah i, I just it, there's a lot of things it it was it's no secret that michael jackson was mentally ill um and he needed help and at a time before your mental health was taken seriously like it is these days where people are like you you need help um back then it was a really like toxic time for tabloids and things like that they were all about like exploiting you um and i i think that it unfortunately it led to his demise and um he may still be with us had things been different back then like if things were they are now like the or if things back then would have been like they are now regarding yeah. that all how everybody's uh view of your mental health and how important it is to take care of it um i think it would have been a different story personally but but yeah we want to we we know there's a lot to cover i mean we've spent a good portion just talking about how much we mm -hmm. enjoy his music um but and we hadn't even gotten started in the notes yet so right. this is definitely a yeah. two-parter um but uh you know we have to talk about we, me, i mean james me and you both love music so much we we have to talk about after his contributions to music and what it meant to us so you know these things you, you do tend to ramble on about it because it's just important to you it's important to me right yeah and yeah. um but yeah so Anyway, let's dig into it. So, after a decade of his untimely demise, Michael Jackson's uh, Michael Jackson remains the legendary artist, the undisputed king of pop that the world remembers fondly. Michael Jackson, the king of pop, thus described as a raw, elemental force of nature, didn't have any of it easy. Gaining stardom at a very early age at the price of losing his idyllic childhood, living with a controlling, domineering father, living with vitiligo and other skin conditions, anorexia uh, nervosa, 
causing a stupendous weight loss and the, uh, the psychological distress that followed, he went on creating sensations in every album that he produced while silently tearing himself into shreds all the way. Uh, his numerous controversial cosmetic surgeries that became a fodder of the, tab the tabloids of the 80s and 90s because of the evident change of his physical appearance, the loneliness and painful episodes in his personal life bore testimony to the fact that beneath the facade of his cult status, the eternal dreamer in him was bruised and ravaged in every way, with music being his only redeeming friend, his confidant. In this two-parter, we're going to dive deep into the life of the greatest pop icon that ever lived and dig into the mental state of the one and the only Michael Jackson. Nice. nice. I didn't write any of that. You didn't write any of that. <laughs> don't give me... I, I wrote the last paragraph. That's it. So don't, don't give me credit. There's a lot of words that Blake doesn't like to use in his everyday vocabulary. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, because I never I ever that wonderful article. I have the source credits at the end of the episode. So I never heard. Around. I never heard you say the word facade before. Facade. So. Facade. Yes, the facade. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael Joseph Jackson, also known as the King of Pop, or by his initials MJ, uh, was an American singer, dancer, musician, music producer, writer, entertainer. Singer, songwriter, choreographer, record producer, recording artist, poet, arranger, businessman, humanitarian, philanthropist, and actor. There we go. Damn, he did a lot of stuff, didn't he? That's, the dude stayed busy. Yes. No doubt. Yes, he did. He is regarded as one of the most significant cultural figures of the 20th century. His sound and style has influenced artists of various genres, and his contributions to music, dance, and fashion made him a global figure in popular culture for four decades. Wow. Four decades. Yeah. The man in, it was everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you can turn on TV and not hear that man's name, you know? Right. So, during his lifetime, Michael released 10 studio albums, three soundtrack albums, one live album, 34 compilation albums, six, six EPs, and four remix albums. He released 63 of his songs as singles, including eight uh, as his featured artist, as a featured artist. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So, again, we're, we're four decades of music. Some bangers. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just absolute banger. <laughs> yeah. And only 10 albums, 10 studio albums, right? Um, that I mean, that should say it right there. Usually to build up a greatest hits. It, by, by the way, it, if you look at his, you know why there's 34 compilation albums? It's because they had so many like this greatest hits or these greatest hits. How about Michael Jackson's greatest hits just from when he was in the Jackson 5? Let's do his greatest hits of the 80s. How about his greatest hits just in the 90s? Right. I mean, it, it was just, it, he was unstoppable. It was, yeah. and it was only 10 studio albums, but it was just, every song was good. It was like every every album was a no-skip album. Right. Um, you know, especially Thriller and Bad, just packed with with singles, just, just absolutely stacked with number one hits. 63 songs released as singles 
Just unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. I think that thriller, that thriller, the album went diamond, didn't it? Or something that's like, yeah. like the world's it most did. like bought album it, ever. Yeah. I'm it not going to count Eagles because that's the greatest hit and you can't count it. Because that, that's, that's not a studio, no. that's not a studio record, Eagles. Cop yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. It is a cop out. But it's, uh, but it's a great album. It's great. Yeah, right. sure. I love the, I love the Eagles. But, but I mean, that's um, not a studio. Yeah. yeah, that's the greatest hit. Right. So, yeah, that right. don't count to us. So, <laughs> so Sorry, uh, Michael off. is one of the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My, Mike, Michael is one of the best-selling uh, music artists of all time with estimated sales of over 400 million records worldwide. Um, excuse me. He had 13 Billboard Hot 100 number one singles, uh, more than any other male artist in the Hot 100 era, uh, and was the first to have a top 10 single in the Billboard Hot 100 in five different decades. Um, his honors included... Uh, 15 Grammy Awards, six Brit Awards, a Golden Globe Award, and 39 Guinness World Records, including the most successful entertainer of all time. Michael's introductions, oh, excuse me, inductions into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice, by the way. Um, how do you do that? Uh, the the vocal the vocal group uh, Hall of Fame, the Songwriters Hall of Fame, the Dance Hall of Fame. Uh, the only recording artist to be inducted into the uh, Dance Hall of Fame, by the way, and the Rhythm and Blues Music Hall of Fame. Um, in 2016, his estate earned $825 million, the highest yearly amount for a celebrity ever recorded by Forbes. Um, so there's a lot so, of money. So when did we, we're going to get into why he had so much money, too, um, at the end of this episode. <laughs> it's, so, it's, so, a, it's a crazy story. So when you said he was nominated, and he was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. I'm like, huh? How does that? But then again, I'm like, oh, when I mean, he he was in the Jackson Five, so they might have went too. So it's kind of it's kind of like it's kind of like what Rick Flair did, you know, because he was part of the Woo! four. Whoa, he was part of the four horsemen, and then he got inducted on his own. So I I I I get it, you know, because you can't compete with Jack Ryan, man. Jack Ryan was it, you know, back in the oh, day, man. yeah. The, the the first I I always I mean if you want to I don't know people would argue that the first boy band was like you know you have to go back to like the Beach Boys or you know things like yeah, that yeah I don't I don't think so because those those guys they didn't they were playing instruments um now the Jackson Five played instruments too but they also had choreography so I always associate the first boy band as we know them boy band was the jackson five there you have a um you know you you have uh, a five piece uh yeah some of them like play instruments but they're not playing all the instruments but and then they're they're dancing on top of that even the people that are playing the guitar and playing bass right they're dancing yeah so i i, I think I, it's a boy band. i think yeah, tito, a lot. tito was the guitar player right and uh jermaine was the bassist or something i think so, yeah. I, think so. I think that's what and i think they hired another guy to play drums yeah, 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 yeah. They just had somebody playing drums in the back that was not in the family per se. But well, um, since we mentioned the Jackson Five, what you know, let's talk, let's talk about it for a minute. Oh, we have to talk about Jackson. Yeah, Five. <laughs> we got to. We got to. Yeah. So uh, before we can get all into this, Michael Jackson accomplished as a solo artist, we have to go back to his former days and uh, talk about the Jackson Five, and possibly try to connect the dots to his troubled life. Going all the way back to his childhood. Yeah. I, 
I don't know if you saw the VH1 uh, episode with the Jackson 5, Jackson 5 episode from VH1. I forget what it's called. But, uh, yeah, Joe Jackson wasn't a good, wasn't a good dad. I remember the movie. I remember watching yes, the movie that, they, when, I was, yeah, when that, I was young. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. It's, it, it came yeah, on beach one. Yeah. yeah. I remember watching that movie when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was when I, I started, like, having an interest in Michael Jackson's music. Right. So I watched the, the movie, and, it you know, a lot of it is about his, um, his time as in the Jackson 5. Right. And the, uh, straight up abuse that he dealt with from his dad his dad was um, joe was not was, a good yeah he was, was not a good father to him well, yeah he was anybody. not a good dad he, right, was, yeah. he was awful to those kids yeah. and um and some people would say it's a generational thing and there you know people say well if my um you know if they would have had uh um uh, child abuse laws back when I was a kid. This is something my dad used to say. Nah. My dad used to say, if they would have had child abuse child abuse laws back when I was a kid, my mom would have been on death row. And I'm oh. like, okay. <laughs> that's oh, something my dad would say all the time. That's kind of far-fetched, and, dad. <laughs> and it's a, yeah, and it's a, it's a generational thing, you know, but like looking, hearing the stories just from all the kids talking about it, Joe Jackson was not a good guy. He was not a good dad. Um, Horrible businessman too. Just uh, he was not a good husband. He was not a good father. Um, he was very abusive. More than just like your stern, like you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my kids a whipping, and because they were bad, I mean, just going off. And he definitely had a temper on him. And those kids were scared of him. Not in a like scared of my dad in a respectful way. Like straight up just terrified of the man so yeah. i don't know it does a lot to your mental state as mm. a kid it's very traumatic yeah that's true michael jackson yeah. was born in gary indiana on august 29th 1958 the fifth son of karen of Catherine and joe jackson uh his mother was a jehovah's witness and his father was a former boxer turned steel worker who played a guitar on the side harboring aspirations of musical stardom Joe Shepard, uh, Joe Shepard his sons into a musical act around 1962. At that point, it was the three eldest children, Tito, Jackie, and Jermaine. But Michael joined them in 1964, two years after, and soon dominated the group as the lead singer. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, because it did talk about, it, 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 it did show the progression From the um, Jackson Jackson Five in in that in that in that uh, VH1 movie, yeah, yeah, because then yeah, because then 1964 came around and they realized, holy crap, Michael can sing. Let's you know let he him sing. Yeah, he can sing yeah. good and, and he I mean, and dance. just got there yeah. and and dance and yeah. just killed it, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Michael became the epicenter of the Jackson Five, as you just said. Um, as they earned accolades of local talent show, uh, talent shows and went on to play soul clubs throughout the Midwest, um, working their way towards the East Coast in 1967, where they won an amateur contest at the Apollo Theater. Returning to Gary, the group cut a deal of, um, excuse me, cut a pair of singles for the local imprint, uh, Steel Town, in 1968. Uh, those singles were "I'm a Big Boy" and "We Don't Have to Be Over 21." Uh, but their big break arrived when they opened for Bobby Taylor and the Vancouver's at Chicago's, <clears throat> excuse me, at Chicago's Regal Theater. Impressed, 
Taylor brought them to the attention of Barry Gordy Jr., um, who signed the group to Motown as we we did a whole Motown. It was one of our very first episodes, I believe. Yep. Um, so go back and listen to all that. Um, so he signed the group to Motown in March of, of 1969, and then he sent them out to Los Angeles, where he helped mastermind their national launch. Um, I Want You Back, a song written and produced by Motown's new crew, uh, the, um, the Corporation, saw release in October of 1968 when Michael Jackson was just 11 years old. By January of 1970, I Want You Back rocketed to number one on both the pop and R&B charts, and the Jackson 5 became a sensation, crossing over from R&B to AM uh, pop radio with ease. Uh, two more hits followed that. It was ABC, uh, of course, and then The Love You Save, both exuberant bubblegum soul. Um, before I'll Be There, oh man, that's a good song too, yeah. um, revealed Michael's uh, facility with ballads. All three of these sequels went to uh, number one and striking while the iron was hot, Motown spun Michael off into a solo act. His first solo single, Got to Be There, arrived at the end of 1971, uh, reaching number four on the Billboard Hot 100. And then a cover of Bobby Day's, uh, Bobby Day's Chestnut Rockin' Robin peaked at two, at uh, number two in early of 1972. Uh, later that year, Ben, another great song, the title theme, um, the title theme ballad to an uh, exploitation movie about a killer rat <laughs> earned Jackson his first Oscar nomination for best original song of which he would lose, unfortunately. But don't give up, Michael. Your time is coming, buddy. Man, Rock and Robin has, has to be my all-time favorite Jackson 5 song ever. Yeah, yeah, Rock and Robin's a good one. I Want You Back is probably my favorite one. We did a cover wars on I Want You Back. Um, I can't remember what the other band was off the top of my head, but that Civil Wars cover yeah. of I Want You Back is just so good, man. Um, but yes, so, so, so good. So let's talk about his solo career and the end of Jackson 5. Uh, so not long afterwards, uh, the careers of both Michael Jackson and Jackson 5 slowed down. Uh, victims of shift changing of, of shifting tastes, adolescence, and creativity battles with your label. Uh, one last hit from Motown arrived in 1974, Dancing Machine. Great song, too. Um, mm-hmm. A single that brought the group in line with the disco explosion. Uh, before the group departed Motown from for Epic in 1975, uh, with the new label came out under a new name, uh, along with the slight lineup change, Jermaine stayed at, stayed at Motown to pursue a solo career, and younger brother Randy took his place. So, back to yep. Jackson Five. Um, follow, yep. uh, fo- following a pair of albums produced by Philly Soul's mainstays Gamble and Huff, uh, Michael emerged as the group's creative director in 1978's. Destiny, uh, co-writing their their 1979 smash, Shake Your Booty, Shake Your Body, and Your Booty. Oh, it's the, yeah, or your booty, whatever you want to do. Yeah. But it's called Shake Your Body, uh, Down to the Ground, uh, with yep. with Randy. Um, That's a good song, dude. Yes. That's a good like disco song. Yes, yeah. it is. Shake your body down to the ground. That's a great one. That's a good roller skate song, man. You get out there. Yes. yes. Your best girl, and you just. She skated around the whole night. Sorry, I don't know. I don't know if people do that anymore. Do they take your they girlfriend's don't. I mean, they still hit up the 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 <laughs> roller skate 
uh, the roller skating rink. Um, but when I was going to the roller skating rink, the big uh, song was Welcome to Miami by Will Smith. <laughs> Yeah, 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 kind and, of. Yeah. Uh, Do you believe in love? Oh, after love? Share. Everybody just tap, just yeah, just skating around. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So, uh, by that point, though, Michael had already made a considerable solo impression by staring by staring at as a as a scarecrow in the Wiz. Yes, starring. <laughs> Not staring, starring as the scarecrow. Everybody in, was staring the, at him as the scarecrow in the Wiz because it was weird. <laughs> well, thanks for fixing that for me. I greatly appreciate it. So, uh, the Wiz, Sydney Lumet's nineteen seventy eight musical adaptation of, you guessed it, The Wizard of Oz. The Wiz, Wizard of Oz. I see what they did there. Uh, uh, so working on the soundtrack a record highlighting by his debut duet with uh, Diane Ross on Ease on Down the Road he met, he met producer Quincy Jones a titan of jazz and pop in the 1950s and 60s who yep. had yet to score a smash in the 70s though the pair hit it off and decided to work together on Michael's next solo endeavor but the first, the, the, the Jackson 5 would release Destiny, which raised the profile of both uh, the band and Michael himself. So, yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah Wait, absolutely. Wait and Jones. this is where we're, we're getting to some, some classic Michael Jackson here. So uh, all of this was the uh, preamble to Off the Wall, uh, the 1979 album that definitively established Michael Jackson as a force of his own, uh, collaborating with, <clears throat> excuse me, with producer Jones and songwriter Rod Temperton, Michael consciously attempted to appeal to multiple audiences with Off the Wall, turning the album into a dazzling showcase of all his different sounds and skills. Anchored by a pair of number one hits, the incandescent "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough." Um, and Rock With You, which <clears throat> if you want to challenge me, I will tell you that Rock With You is the best disco song that has ever existed. And it's inst it, as soon as those drums kick in, that everybody runs to the floor and they're just like, bow, 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 and it's just going down, buddy. We're all having a good time. And I'm I'm out here. I'm doing some of this. You know, I'm doing some of the, you know, the pool thing. The, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what's the best the the best disco song ever? Uh besides uh September by Earth Wind and Fire. No, Tell me. No, it's kind of a joke, but uh have you heard of uh, the, the, the the um is the Bay City Rollers S A T U R D A Y night S A T U R Yep. That song two thumbs down, I think. That's uh, that's that's not and, and, how about the Kiss album that was a how about the Kissco album you remember that was it the loving you baby yeah that's yeah. a good song Kiss's attempt at a, would, at a disco would song would that be considered so. a disco though or that's yeah, what everybody yeah. said they called it a um, Kissco song I was yeah 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 that, yeah, that has like a disco beat to it and then it yeah got some disco yeah vibes dun, 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 to dun, 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 dun. it yeah 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 good yeah. song yeah oh yeah yeah 
But yeah, so uh, don't stop till you get enough and rock with you. Those two juggernauts of, of uh, so I shouldn't say juggernaut. Those weren't the juggernauts. Those were just great pop songs, right? The record turned it into a smash, peaking at number four on the Billboard 200, selling millions of copies as it uh, raked in awards, but losing the grand prize of album of the year at the Grammys, leaving Michael with a lingering impression that he needed to cross over into the pop mainstream with greater force. But before he could do that, he had to complete one more Jackson 5 album. Ooh, those pesky, tricky contracts that you yeah. sign, right? So you got 1980's Triumph, a record uh, a record with three hit singles, Lonely, uh, Lonely One, excuse me, Lovely One, Lovely One This yeah. Place Hotel, and Can You Feel It, um, whose titles seem to allude to Michael's solo success and certainly benefited from his heightened stardom Mm. but here we go now we're going to talk about the juggernaut so after triumph michael reunited with producer jones uh quincy jones and songwriter temperton to create the sequel to off the wall crafting a record that deliberately hit every mark in the musical mainstream paul mccartney was brought in to underscore michael jackson's soft rock learnings Eddie Van Halen pushed Michael into metallic hard rock, and the remainder of the album glided from disco to pop to soul in an effortless display of his range. The Girl Is Mine, the first single from Thriller, um, didn't suggest uh, its adventure. Michael played it safe by releasing the McCartney's uh, duet as the album's lead, but the second single, Billie Jean, that was the one that was forged ahead into new, uh, unnameable, Territory. Uh, Billie Jean was a pop explosion, topping the charts in the U.S., the U.K., Australia, and Canada. Some of its success can no doubt be credited to its striking music video, uh, the first to break the fledgling uh, MTV's then unspoken racial uh, racial barrier. Um, and then after Michael, the network began playing more black uh, artists. So that's very that's very awesome. Yes. Um, because that music video is very iconic with him stepping on the tiles and it, they're lighting up and you know yeah. all that. Um, and uh, I, that's something we didn't mention in the the intro to this episode too. Uh, talk about a time like even all the way back to the Jackson Five. <clears throat> you've got racial tensions. Yeah, I mean racial tensions have always been there in, in the first place. But yeah, you know breaking down those barriers. Um, where you could have there was a lot they it, it like the things that the Jackson 5 and then what Michael Jackson was able to do in music to bring together um, people of all colors to just this one collective pot that just we all enjoy his music was just groundbreaking so, right, right. Um, but yeah him him showing up on MTV really kicked down the the wall for a lot more of those black artists to uh, start getting played on MTV and in the mainstream. So very impressive stuff. Um, so some of the single success is due to its sensational performance. We have to talk about this. The sensational performance on Motown's 25th anniversary special. Uh, it was called Motown 25 yesterday, today, and forever in 1983, a performance aired on May 16th of 1983, where Michael unveiled his signature moonwalk baby, mm. uh, a move that made it, uh, made it appear as if he was gliding backwards. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. Um, and announced himself to the world as a mature talent. Um, so that was such a huge deal, man. I remember people talking about that moment and how it just, uh, it was one of the most mind blowing televised mm. events that people have ever seen. Right. So, yeah. um, 
but then uh beat it was the next single after that uh it was a, and, and that's the one that eddie van halen played guitar on um if you guys didn't know that yes all the guitar leads in that song eddie freaking van halen on that track. hey, hey uh, oh, wait yeah. okay so before we go on do you know how much he charged for that lick no i don't zero dollars my no, friend nothing really he just did that out of the he kindness did, of did his that heart for free. That's, that's and it. uh it's funny because um uh, right before he you know um passed away Eddie did um he said man if I wish I, I if I wished I knew that song would blow up like that I would have charged him like <laughs> armor <laughs> I was like I was like yeah you you know but I mean but he can't he go probably back probably like yeah I'll, I'll like, help him out man, I, yeah sure. yeah, yeah, no, right, yeah no problem he's an up and coming artist I'll I'll help him out <laughs> right. and then little did he know he would write the most one of the most iconic, iconic right, yeah. uh, guitar yeah. riffs yep. uh, for a song ever right but um but yeah uh so you got beat it uh, which was a huge smash it also had a very like equally cinematic uh smash of a music video um to go along with it uh turned um turned into an equally huge smash on mtv and helped push thriller into the stratosphere uh then you have songs like want to be starting something uh human nature which is another one of my favorite songs dude mm. all right hold on we gotta stop and talk about john mayer for a second i'm so sorry okay, I, no, okay. i'm a huge michael jackson fan as you can tell we gotta talk about john mayer for just a second not only did when fallout boy cover uh beat it forever ago um they had John Mayer not sing on the track, just play guitar. John Mayer's the one that did the solos and stuff in that Fallout Boy cover, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, and then for Michael Jackson's memorial service after he passed away, um, again John Mayer played for that and did not sing. He just he but he played Human Nature on guitar, and it was just such a like moving thing. I remember watching the memorial service just sitting in my bedroom just kind of like Michael Jackson's gone man he's gone and um it was a very emotional thing and the way that my that John Mayer played that tribute to him with one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs Human Nature which is uh, incredible yeah. um but I digress so, <laughs> so Human Nature is another track uh PYT uh, or Pretty Young Thing that's a good one too um that's the ones that kept Thriller um that kept Thriller at number one. And then it's fine. Finally, it's last single was an extravaganza with Michael letting director, John Landis turn the song into a short musical horror film by the end of the album. Uh, and you know exactly what it is title track thriller. Um, and we, we have a whole cover wars episode on thriller. If you want to know more just about the song, cause it was a very long introduction for that one too. Just about the accomplishments of that one song anyway. So by the time the album wrapped up its two year run on the charts, it had racked up 37 weeks at number one um, and sold 29 million copies becoming the biggest selling album ever. You want to know like, I have it on Right, right, yeah. I do have it on. I had the, I had the twenty fifth anniversary, where he, yeah. where um, artists like du duetted with him on the same song, but you know, but it's lighter. But uh, yeah. Here's a little tidbit that that you'll be you'll yeah. be you you would probably think it's funny. When we did that, the, the cover words of the thriller song, I didn't go to bed. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I did not you go to bed. You, you laid awake the, all night. 
well, I didn't get in there. I just stayed up and watched TV because I knew anything, and now horde zombies is coming coming at me, laughing at me. You know? The price is gonna just darkness falls across the land. The midnight you, hour can is you, close can you, in hand. Can you not do that right now? I don't want to. I, 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 I want to go to bed tonight, dude. I gotta. I gotta work all day tomorrow, brother. What's going on, man? Uh, but yeah, I. I I have a yeah. Rot inside a corpse's shell. Continue. Sorry. Why does it continue? Sorry. Halloween's not for several more months. We'll we'll, we'll do another. Uh, we'll, we'll do uh, another cover horse for thriller. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that, <laughs> and I won't sleep that day either. Right. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But uh, but at the end of hold on wait a minute at the twenty sixth annual Grammy Awards, not at the end, but at it. Uh, Thriller won eight awards, and Jackson won an award for the E.T. for the Extraterrestrial Storybook. Winning eight Grammys in one ceremony is a record he holds with Santana, which is another great artist. So, oh yeah, um, Jackson and Quincy Jones won the award for Producer of the Year. Uh, Thriller won Album of the Year and the single won the Best Male Pop Performance Award for Jackson. Yeah. Beat It won Record of the Year and Best Male Rock Vocal Performance. Billie Jean won two Grammy Awards, Best R&B Song and Best Make R&B Vocal Performance with Jackson. Sorry, that's my typo. Okay. Best Male. Because I was like, oh, that is okay. Uh, that's that's my like, typo. That's the sausage finger. Sorry, everybody. I'm like, what is the best make? I don't understand, man. Uh, best. He made it best. Okay. <laughs> he did. He did. But that's the best male R&B vocal performance with Jackson as a songwriter and singer, respectively. Thriller won the Grammy for Best Engineered Recording and acknowledged Bruce Sweden. Yeah, Sweden. Yeah, something like yeah. that. I'm, I'm not sure. It looks like Sweden. That's S W E D I E N for people who who can pronounce words. Um, Tell us how it's yeah. How it's please pronounced. do yeah. Please. Um, work with uh, acknowledging Bruce for his work with, uh, on the album at the 11th annual American Music Awards. Uh, Jackson won another eight awards and becoming the, became the youngest artist to win the award. Merit. He also won Favorite Male Artist, Favorite Soul and R&B Artist, and Favorite Rock Pop Artist. But Beat It won Favorite Soul R&B Video, Favorite Pop Rock Video, Favorite Pop Rock Single, uh, and the album collectively won Favorite Favorite Soul R&B Album and Favorite Rock Pop Album. Yeah, just stacked with awards. I mean, there's that picture of him at the Grammys where he's like sitting up there holding like several awards in his hand. He can't even like hold them all. Like, just I mean, jugger juggernaut of an album. Man, I need to water because so uh, I need yeah. to water because I have a lot, a lot to read. It's a lot to say. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of like when you use them, right? Like yeah. all the things he did. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Jackson had hired, had the highest royal royalty rate in the music industry at this point, uh, with about two dollars for every album sold, equivalent to five dollars today. 
and was making a record-breaking profit. Dolls made dolls modeled after Jackson appeared in stores in May of '84 for twelve dollars each. Did you buy one? No, but I would love to get like a Funko Pop. I'm sure I I, I'm sure they I, got I would it. love a Thriller era uh, Funko Pop, like like Thriller, like regular like music video mm-hmm. video Thriller where uh, he's got his jacket, and then I want a zombie uh, Michael Jackson Funko Pop. So I'm on the lookout. I I do have the uh, the the Funko Pop of Biggie Smalls and the uh, and the vinyl record you know um behind him you know. So I'm gonna have to I'm, I'm, yes, I'm gonna have to pull that out one day. Nice. Yeah. So do it. Biggie Smalls, man. We got we got to do it. Episode of him. Got to. We got to, absolutely yeah. have yeah. to. Yeah. Um. Uh. The making of Michael Jackson's Thriller, though, a music documentary, won a Grammy for best long form music video. Uh, Time described Jackson's influence at that point as star of records. Radio, rock video, a one-man rescue team for the music business. A songwriter who sets the beat for a decade, a dancer with the fanciest feet on the street. Which I mean, you, I, 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 I still can't do the moonwalk, and I'm sure you moonwalk. Yeah, right. And he wasn't even on the moon, y'all. Come on now. He wasn't on the moon. There was gravity involved. He, also, he still did it. <laughs> right. Right. And he leaned forward. He did the thing. He did the in uh, uh smooth criminal. He just leans forward and you're like, How does your body do that? Gravity is at play here. How are you able to stand with your feet flat on the ground and just lean your whole body forward like that? I just I know how he did it. Know. Do you want me to spoil it for you? No, no. I don't. Okay. Let the mat it's like Disney magic. Let the magic Let it, flow through just, your soul, right? Yeah. I'm just let just let let it be magic to me. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. Um I'm one of those guys that doesn't want the ride to shut down and you have to walk through the haunted mansion. I will I will cry my, my eyes out if I ever get broken down on the haunted mansion and God forbid I have to actually walk through there to get out because it's gonna ruin the magic for me. Don't I will I will tell those people, I will tell those cast members no sir I will mm-hmm. wait here until it is up and running again I will not get out I don't want to see how any of this is done because to me this house this mansion is really haunted right don't ruin it yes right exactly Sorry. exactly time also said no sir. no no sir no sir I will not I will sit here and I will eat my popcorn while you guys fix the ride thank you have a good day what if they say, hey, man, we got this little blindfold that we can... No, sir. No. <laughs> well, stop right there, sir. I need you to step away from me. That's right. Yeah. So, Ty also said, a singer who cuts across the ba- all boundaries of Ty taste and style and color, too. Uh, the New York Times wrote, in the world of pop music, there is Michael Jackson and there is everybody else. So literally saying Michael Jackson is one out of however many however many people yeah. there are on earth with the seven billion, I think. Yes. Yeah. So. Yes, he is without a doubt, he stood out amongst a 
flock of um of artists at that time just uh, no what no one was able to get on his level and some people were like well there was prince no i'm telling you right now prince was great prince did incredible things prince had wonderful music um he had uh, uh wonderful music videos and he was a very very talented person but if you if you even try to compare prince to michael jackson in front of me i'm like no sir <laughs> stop you right there sir you cannot michael jackson was just above everybody else nobody was able to accomplish what he was able to do have you heard of the song seven or, or um all seven and a watch i think it's called seven it's a great song you don't like that song by prince by Prince? Oh, no, I don't think I've heard that one. Mm-mm. Little Red Corvette? Oh, yeah. Little Red Corvette. Come on. Okay, so so my friend... Yeah, there's I, some good songs. Yeah. Okay, so my friend Taiwan um, told me to... ask me to cover Michael Jackson and Prince. And he said, we okay, gotta do... We'll a, do a Prince episode. And, and then, we will. And then, and then he said, we gotta do a, like a face-off Michael Jackson versus Prince episode. So... I know, I know, I know. I will not because there's no need to. No, in sir. This, in this opinion, no, sir. No, sir. And I say no, sir. And I say no, sir, to you. No, sir. Uh, I tried, That's Taiwan. I, I tried, tried, buddy. So no, uh, sir. I'm you. sorry. Thank yeah. you, dear listener. Thank you. <laughs> but no, but, sir. Uh, no. <laughs> but no. But no, sir. All right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, so in November of 1983, <laughs> Jackson and his brothers partnered with PepsiCo. I also wanted to include this um, because this. <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah, funny, yeah, but yeah. it's not funny. Well, um, <laughs> actually, actually, they did cover this in the in the VH1 video also. So yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah. Boy, did they! Um, I remember that scene very well. Uh, so Jackson and his brothers partnered uh, partnered with uh, PepsiCo in a uh, $5 million promotional deal that broke records for a celebrity endorsement equivalent to almost $13 million uh, today. The first Pepsi campaign, uh, which ran in the U.S. from 1983 to 1984 uh, and launched his new generation theme, included tour sponsorship, public relations events, and in-store displays. Jackson helped to create the advertisement and suggested using his song Billie Jean with revised lyrics as its jingle. I'm interested to know what that sounded like, um, but I don't have anything on that. So let me see um, if I can. You can make up your own if you want to. See if you can incorporate Pepsi into Billie Jean somehow and turn it into a jingle. Um, not saying it's never been done before, but I'm just interested to hear how that turned out. So, um, but uh, on January 27th of 1984, Michael and his other members uh, and other members of the Jacksons. Uh, filmed a Pepsi commercial overseen by Phil Dusenberry um, at a BBDO ad agency executive and <clears throat> excuse me, a, excuse me, a BBDO ad agency executive and Alan Patosh, uh, Pepsi's worldwide creative director um, at the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles during a simulated concert before a house full of fans um or excuse me, a full house of fans, uh, pyrotechnics accidentally set Michael Jackson's hair on fire, uh, causing second-degree burns to his scalp. Ouch. Um, Jackson underwent treatment to hide the scars and had his third rhinoplasty uh, shortly thereafter. 
I'm sorry. Rhinoplasty is not funny. The South Park episode about rhinoplasty is very funny, um, where people yeah. were just. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forgot all about it until I read that. Anyway, uh, Pepsi settled out of court. <laughs> And Jackson donated the $1.5 million settlement to the uh, Brotman Medical Center in Culver City, California. Um, it is now closed. Um, or excuse me. It's now closed. Michael Jackson Burns Center was named in his honor. So that was sweet. Um, Jackson signed a second agreement with Pepsi in the late 80s for $10 million. Um, the second campaign covered uh, 20 countries and provided financial support for Jackson's bad album that's coming up. Uh, and uh, we'll get to bad in a minute here, but uh, and the 1987 to the 1988 world tour that he did, Jackson uh, had endorsements and advertising deals with other companies. If you're wondering too, such as LA Gear, Suzuki, mm. oddly enough, and yeah. Sony, uh, but none were as significant as his deals with Pepsi. Pepsi and Michael Jackson went back mm. a long time, so yeah. I think I found the song for the Pepsi one. If you wanna, if I can indulge no you for a minute, I, I well, Please I do. I think so. I'm not sure, but um, okay. So okay, let's I think see what this is all about. I think it, yeah, I think this is, is okay. Okay. That's Carlton, dude. That's Carlton. I yeah. forgot all about that. I forgot all about that. Yes. Okay. I, I do am, remember. I remember that commercial. I, I, don't, I don't even remember, remember, remember that commercial. I remember the commercial. Now, I mean, I didn't see it. Obviously, yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. like live yet, but <laughs> I do remember seeing that. And I remember that being uh, a, a thing, like a one of those things, like on Facebook, you're scrolling through and it's like, did you know? And you know, right. it was uh, it was that. It was that <laughs> yeah. he was. Yeah. It was a young Carlton from I can't remember his name right now, but Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Alfonso Rebello. Um, that's it. Yep. Yes, he was. He was in that um, that commercial, um, wearing the red leather jacket. Yep. Uh, for those of you who are watching this on our YouTube channel right now, yes. Um, that, uh, that was a raw reaction. Um, so yes, that was fun. Thank you. Was, Thank yeah. you for doing that. Yeah, dude. Because like. Cause I I I knew that they used the the beat up the, the beat up the um the beat it theme, but but I yeah 
I for I totally I forgot that they used different lyrics for for the new generation of Pipsley. That was awesome. Wow, yeah. amazing. El Flato Rivero, yeah. I'm yeah. amazed that because I don't think he um well he was most known for for Carlton. You're right on for Prince. Right, but I'm, but I'm not too, quite sure why he doesn't talk about that 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 commercial more. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Who knows, man? He's got some moves. Yeah. Maybe we can only get him on busting and, out one of these. Yeah, right. right. Oh, yeah, that was like, that, that, that was the Carlton before the Carlton. Right? Huge yeah. wolf. Uh, you didn't look anyone. So uh, the victory tour in '84. That rhymes. I wonder if that's from. Hey, it yeah. it's me. It's me. It's J A C. That's right. Yeah. See, the victory tour in '84. I like that. I like Woo. that. Uh, that <laughs> that headlined the Jacksons and showcased Jackson's new solo material to more than two million Americans. It was the last year, the last tour he did with his brothers, though. Following controversy uh, over the concert's ticket sales, Jackson donated his share of the proceeds and an estimated three to five million dollars to charity. He's he's always been a a, a very good um, he giver. Give you know? back, man. Yeah, Every yeah. chance he got, he would give back. Yep. Oh, totally, totally. Um, mm-hmm. During the last concert of his victory tour in '84. Huh, um, yeah. At the Dodger Stadium in in L.A., Los Angeles, uh, Jackson announced his split from the Jacksons uh, during the, the song "Shake Your Body." Bud. Yeah, "Shake Your Body" yeah. song. Um, his terrible his charitable work continued um, with the release of "We Are the World" um, in 1985, co-written with Lionel Richie. Which raised more, which which raised money for the poor in the U.S. and Africa. It earned sixty-three million dollars, equivalent to over one uh, to one hundred and fifty-one million dollars today, uh, and became one of the best-selling singles of all time. With twenty million copies sold, it won four Grammys. It won four Grammy awards in '85. Including Song of the Year for Jackson and Richie as as his writers, um, the project the projects the project creators received two Special American Music Award honors, one for the creation of the song and another for the USA and Africa idea. Yep. So yeah, that that, that was a big song back in the day because he had like Bruce Springsteen, Atlanta Richard. <laughs> Stephen Wonder, yeah. I um, I can't remember all of the all of the famous celebrities. Oh that man, band. everybody uh, think of uh, Hall and Oates, Cher, um, George Michael, um, anybody that was big. I think Paul in the eighties, Ray Charles. Yeah, I think Paul Paul McCartney wasn't there too, right? Yep, yep, I, yep. I think he was. Yeah. yeah, I think he was. It was so many people, man. Yeah. Tina Turner, everybody you could think of was was like you can watch the music video and they're all like sitting in the um the studio. Uh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just yeah. a slew of of artists right. up there. So speaking of Sir Paul McCartney, uh Jackson Clever did with him in the early eighties and learned that McCartney was making forty million a year from owning <laughs> this is funny. From owning the rights to other uh, to other artists' songs, by yes. by 
by 1983, though. I can't talk to you for some reason. Um, Jackson had begun buying publishing rights to other songs, but was uh, but he was careful with his acquisitions, only bi- only bidding on a few of the dozen that were offered to him. Uh, Jackson Jackson's early uh, acquired what I, I acquisitions of music catalogs and songs copyrights such as Skystone collection included Everyday People in, in 68 and then Berries 1, 2, 3 in, in 65 and, De- and Dion uh, the Wonder song Dion DeMucci yes we, I just call him Dion because he's, he's Dion man you know? um, yeah, Dion. And, and for the, his songs The Wonder and Run Around Sue yep so, yep. So he he learned pretty pretty early on, which is funny because this <laughs> we're about to get into. This is why Michael Jackson had so much money. Uh, in 1984, Robert. I'm going to say this wrong. Robert Holmes Alcourt. Robert Holmes Alcourt. Holmes Alcourt. <laughs> sure. sure. Yeah. Announced <laughs> that he was selling the ATV Music uh, uh, publishing catalog, compromising the publishing rights to nearly 4,000 songs, including mm. most of the Beatles material. Mm-hmm. Been offered the catalog for $40 million. Jackson submitted a bid of $46 million on November 20th of 1984. When Jackson and McCartney were unable to make a joint purchase, McCartney did not want to be the sole owner of the Beatles songs and did not pursue an offer of his own. Jackson's agents were ne- were unable to come up to a deal, and in May of 1985, uh, they left talks after having spent more than $1 million in four months of due diligence work on the negotiations. In June of 1985, Jackson and Bronca learned that uh, Charles Koppelman's uh, and Marty Bandier's, uh, the entertainment company that um, had made a tentative offer to buy ATV Music for $50 million in early August, Holmes all court uh, con- uh, contacted Jackson and talks resumed. Jackson's increased bid of $47.5 million, um, which would be equivalent to over $114 million today, was accepted because he could close the deal more quickly, having already completed due diligence. Um, Jackson agreed to visit Holmes a court in Australia, uh, where he would appear on the Channel 7 Perth telephone. Uh, Jackson's purchase of ATV music was finalized in August, uh, or excuse me, on August 10th of 1985. So yes, Michael Jackson owned the rights to all of the Beatles material, (laughs) which is why he had so much money because the guy not only owned the rights to his own songs, he owned the rights to the freaking Beatles catalog. So anyway, smooth move man what a businessman <laughs> so does that mean the Beatles doesn't receive anything for your songs anymore they do I mean they receive their their portions and their royalties and stuff but but, these, not, but not like they would have if you didn't okay yeah well I it's guess. like yeah so think about it like this you know how Disney bought Fox um, well, Disney buys everything. Come on, man. <laughs> Disney buys everything. You know, they own Which the world. A few years ago, Disney bought Fox. Yeah. And Fox exclusively owned the rights to 
uh, the X-Men yeah. um, franchises. Uh, okay, so when Disney bought them, that means that now Disney owns the rights to the X-Men. So that's why we're finally getting the X-Men and the MCU and all this stuff like that. Kind of worked the same way. Like, Michael Jackson bought the company, the publishing company that owned the rights to the... that own, Yeah, that owned the Beatles songs. Therefore, Michael Jackson owned the rights to the Beatles songs. Just crazy, man. It's crazy how these deals work out. I'm sure Paul... I'm sure Paul's Michael like, Jackson of- and the Beatles. Yeah. You're talking about two of the biggest iconic musical uh, performers ever in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson and the Beatles. Mm-hmm. I wonder how. <laughs> so I wonder. Much oh God! All right, okay. So <laughs> so I, so I wonder who told Paul McCartney, "Hey, uh, yeah, you don't own any of your stuff anymore." Um, it's belonging to Michael Jackson now. How did yeah, that go over? He want to be the sole owner. Yeah, but how did I yeah. mean how how did that conversation? Sure they, I mean, they still like there's they were still buddies. And oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, all that. It was just yeah. He just didn't. But uh, Paul McCartney just didn't want to be the sole owner of the Beatles' music. So right, right, yeah. right. So, uh, did you want me to read this last one? Because there's no name. Yes, one. sir. Okay. All right. Oh, so, yep. That's all you. All right. Uh, so Jackson's first album in five years, Bad, and came out in 87, was highly anticipated as it should have been. Uh, with, the, with, the, with the industry expecting another major success, it became the first album to produce five U.S. number one singles. I Just Can't Stop Loving You, Bad, The Way You Make Me Feel, all-time great song besides Black and White, uh, Man yep. in the Mirror, and Dirty Diana. Man, I tell you what, that's man, that song is a banger right there, son. Yes. That's a freaking bomb. Dirty it's Diana. A, oh my God. I yeah. love Dirty Diana. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, such a good one. Yeah, but if you, if you go back and read the lyrics, that Diana was, was dirty. So, that's a... She's dirty. That's a good song. Another song. <laughs> another song, Smooth Criminal, uh, picked at number seven. Bad. That's crazy to me. I didn't know that Smooth Criminal was not a number one hit. It peaked at number seven. Yeah. It wasn't even in the top five. That blows my mind. Smooth Criminal is one of the most known Michael Jackson songs, and it was not even a number one hit. That just blows my mind. I had no idea. I think you're right, because wasn't that in like a Wii game or something where you get to play like Michael Jackson songs and you get to you get to almost fall over your fall over like what he did. Uh, I, don't know. Yeah. I think that was in like a, like a Wii game or something. Yeah. Okay. Some criminal. And Alien Ant Farm covered this song. Have you heard of Alien Ant Farm? Alien Ant Farm. Yep. Remember That's that? A great cover. Yes. They uh, did a lot for their career. Yes. When they covered that. Yep. 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 yep, yep. Um. I'll say criminal. Um. Bad one the. 88 Grammy Award for Best Engineering Re- Recording, nine Classical, and the ni- 1990 Grammy Award for Best Music Video, short for, short form for Leave Me Alone, which is another great great, great oh, music video. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, Leave me alone. Yes, uh, Jack Jackson won the Award of Achievement at the American Awards American Music Awards in '89. After Bad generated five number one singles, 
became the first album on to top the charts in 25 countries and the best selling album worldwide in 87 and 88. By 2012, it sold uh, between 30 and 45 million copies worldwide. The Bad Tour uh, ran from September 12th to 87 to January 14th of, 88, of 89. In Japan, the tour had 14 sellouts and drew 570,000 people, nearly tripling the previous record for a single tour. The 504,000 people who attended seven sold-out shows at Wembley Stadium set a Guinness World Record. Ooh. Wow. Yes. That's, that's a lot of people, man. That is. Wembley Stadium, that's where uh, Queen did their big performance, man. Was that at Live Aid? Uh, yes, or, I think it was. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, because that was the biggest performance ever. So, yeah, man. And that's where we'll pick up back up next time as we conclude our two-parter of Michael Jackson. So, that's, that's just part one, y'all. That's just, that's part, just part one. one. That's part one. All, all Come the, back next week for some more. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so if this yeah. didn't pick up your pick up your um spirit of happiness, um, we hope it did. Dud. We hope it did. See, I tell you, I can't speak today. I don't know why. Yeah, man, we're we're getting like we're getting like slap happy. It's yeah. it's getting late on a yeah. Friday, and we're it we're is. just a couple wild and crazy guys. You're probably still stuffed from the uh, Denny's, right? Denny's, yes. I had their um, yeah. I had their uh, their all all American slam. Ooh, yes, thank you. Hash Lord. browns, bacon, yeah. sausage, crazy. eggs. Come on, and I had uh, and I had their um. They're mozzarella sticks. Oh my god! Hey, oh man! So you even threw something else in there besides yes. a breakfast item? I like yes, it. Sir. I like it. Yes, sir. Um, but we had five guys. Uh, Allie wasn't oh. feeling good today, and she texted me right before I got off work, and she's like, "Who has like a really good cheeseburger?" Five like, guys. Well, hey, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of places have good cheeseburgers, but yeah. if you want like the best, I think Five Guys. Um, uh, on top of the fries as well. So I, I picked up some burgers from Five Guys and some fries, and it was amazing. Um, Cajun fries, they set my mouth on fire. Answer me this. Why do Answer. they... I, I love the fact that they give you so much fries, even the small fries is like too much. Why? I mean, oh, yeah. like, like, do you know why they give it too, like way I don't too know. much? Okay. okay so it's I like, don't know, but I'm, I love it. I'm glad that they still do that. It's still... I ordered a... We were gonna we split a large Cajun fry. Oh, that God. was we got two burgers and we split a large fry. Did that come and in? It was two, still like way too much. Did that come in like <laughs> two bags or something? Jesus. It was one bag. It was oh, one God. bag. But I mean the bag and I mean I'm a fan of bag fries. Yeah. And like five guys takes it to the extreme where it's just like, okay, here's your cup of fries. Oh, whoops, I poured two more cups of fries in your bag. Sorry, guy. Um, and to which I will say, yes, sir. Thank yes, you, sir, sir, for more. Not no, sir. You will never say no, sir, to some fries, right? I won't say no, sir, to some Five Guys fries. So. Yeah. Well. Um, and they, you know, they they kind of took forever on my on my order too, and they actually offered me a free milkshake because they I think they just started doing milkshakes, mm. and I was like, I'm good, thank you though. I've been doing really good with my diet this week, so um, nice. I've already lost three pounds this week, so I was like, 
I'm gonna have to turn that milkshake down, but I do appreciate it. You didn't say um, no, sir. No, sir. I said no, sir. no, sir. You get that amazing piece of uh, multi goodness away from me. That's right. Um, I'll try it next time, but sir. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so th- that was man. What a what a great uh, ending to the episode. Talking right. about food, <laughs> right? Um, exactly. But, uh, yeah, let's let's do a mental health minute. We uh, let's we haven't done one in a little bit. Um, yeah. And uh, we we kind of had a mental health minute last week, but this is this is more of a like a normal episode. So, um, yeah. How about this? How about practice some self care? This is something I'm speaking to myself here. Okay. Um, it's so important to practice self-care as a means of improving your mental health. It can be easy to focus on the needs of other people in your life at the expense of your own needs. Guilty. Uh, but taking just a small amount of time for yourself can be hugely beneficial to your psychological health. Plan time for yourself. Try and plan some time for yourself as often as possible. Even just doing small things that you enjoy, uh, such as having a hot bath, reading a magazine or a book, or listening to your favorite music, thank you, um, can help you uh, recharge and improve your mood. Uh, Set time aside for this each day um, or a few times a week. So these activities are something that you can look forward to. Discover what makes you happy. Uh, Develop an understanding of the places, people, and activities that make you happy and bring enjoyment to your life. Then try to include as many of these as possible within your daily life in order to boost your mood and your well-being. You can even write these things down and refer to your list uh, whenever you're feeling low, anxious, or stressed um, as a reminder of all the positive things in your life. And here's the last part. Stop being so hard on yourself. It's so easy for us to be self-critical and and hard on ourselves, um, which can have a, a negative impact on our levels of resilience, self-esteem, and well-being. If you find that you beat yourself up over small things, guilty, uh, and engage in negative self-talk, guilty, uh, ask yourself whether you'd stay the same, uh, whether you would say those same things to another person. If the answer is no, then why would you say them to yourself? Instead. Try to reframe your negative thoughts so they're helpful and and, uh, conducive to positive mental health. Again, speaking to myself here, I struggle with all these things, and it's so crazy. I had a therapy session tonight before we did this episode, and we talked about this. Um, And this was in my notes before we ever even talked about it. So I can can say, fresh off of my session that I had tonight, um, one of my challenges uh, this week is to take a few minutes um, to enjoy, to do something that I enjoy, something Blake time. Take take twenty minutes a day for some Blake time. I'm a very busy person, but there are things that I like to do. Whether it's uh, playing music, um, playing some video games, recording this podcast, recording Spook Show, the other podcast, um, doing a puzzle, doing some word searches. These are things I like to do, and I I am challenging myself, and I'm challenging all you guys as well. Uh, take some time this week and learn to not be hard on yourself. I'm working on it and you guys can work on it right along with me. Nice. Nice. Well, thank you for that. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I had to process what you said earlier. You know, I'm like, I never heard you. So, all right. Uh, yes. So thanks everybody for listening. We do really appreciate y'all, y'all taking the time out of your day. Uh, to listen to our um, chats or talks, I guess we would call it now. It's more like a talking. Yeah. You know? um, so 
So be sure to share this with your friends, families, dog, cats, babies. Um, oh, speaking of babies, uh, congrats to uh, yes, Travis. Yes, and Jordan how could we forget that? Uh, on yeah. uh, little Hank's arrival. So little congrats. Hank. Hank's going to be the next Paul McCartney, probably. I don't know. I got a new cousin, yo. I got a new cousin. Yeah. Little you baby gotta, Hank. You got to teach him how to play drums now, man. Come on. Hank, slow your roll. Let me get my shed done first, okay? Please stop pressuring me. <laughs> I know you're like a newborn and all, and you were born on Tuesday. Yeah, the right. February, yes, he was born on February 22nd of 2022. Uh, no, I don't think he was born at 2.22. That would be awesome, though. Yeah, more a.m. Holy crap. Born he, had, on, he had two chances, and he screwed born, it up. Right, Way to go, on, Hank. <laughs> Right, the clock's wrong. Clock, clock is right twice a twice a day. Sorry, even if Sorry. it's broken. Sorry. So yeah. So be Hank's sure to kid. share this He's with Hank and a lot of a lot of other people in your life. Uh, be sure to please re- leave a review and rating. Uh, so it helps us to see our podcast grow. Uh, so we'll read your reviews right on the show. Uh, we haven't re- received any reviews yet, but when they do. We will. We'll yeah, it's been you know. a minute since we've had some. Yeah, flood so. us with reviews, people. Yeah. You don't miss me uh, reading these reviews on the show. Are you kidding me? I did such a good job of that. You did. I'm ready to do it again. You did. I'm hungry for it. Even you. Yeah, come on, guys. Reviewed us. You know yeah. That? Yeah. Of course. Because yeah. you're on the show. You right? to. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so the best way to stay up to date with us is by following our social medias. Um, Instagram when, when words fail podcast, Facebook WWFMS podcast, Twitter when words fail MS, email us at when words fail podcast at gmail.com if you want to uh, give us an idea, an idea to discuss. Uh, you can see this podcast, this video podcast on our YouTube channel on youtube.com slash when words fail music speaks. Also, we're on TikTok. Hello, YouTube. See, for those of you that's not watching on YouTube right now, I'm I'm straight up dancing. And you can't tell because you're not watching this on YouTube. This is only an audio format. So he even, you're missing out on all this. Blake even danced when Carlton was on TV, was on the screen. Yes. And he's doing I'm Carlton right doing now. Doing the Carlton. You can only hear my snapping, but you can't see me do it because you're not watching this on YouTube. That's right. But if you are watching this on YouTube, Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, and you're welcome, y'all. Uh, so we're on TikTok at, at When Words Fail Music Speaks, and our website is always WhenWordsFailMusicSpeaks.com. And you can even buy our merchandise, like you see this wonderful Show shirt right here, at When Words Fail Music Speaks. Just click on the click on the button that says Shop, and, uh, and follow that link, and it'll take you right to our shop, where Blake is uh, apparently making a new. Um, design, but we're not sure if that's finished yet. Or is it done? Is I it sent done? you a few ideas. I wanted to get your opinion on those. So there are some ideas that I've had. Okay. And I can resend them to you if you would like. Yeah, because I don't think I got them, to be honest with you. Did you send oh, them okay. to, my, well, to, my, to my email? How embarrassing okay. for myself. <laughs> no, I'll resend <laughs> I will send those to you, sir. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah. So you, um, uh, you, you can buy. Uh, baby stuff for them too. You know, we got baby items for them. Or baby Hank, baby for Hank babe. can get him some swag. Yeah, Travis, get on it, dude. You better, you better blow that baby with some when words fail music speaks t-shirts 
or something. Please, yeah. the perfect opportunity. We haven't had a perfect opportunity with a newborn baby to show off some of our um, wonderful uh, onesies that we have. I know, right? Um, and and it looks just like that. Yeah, just come like on, that. Travis, yeah. step it up, dude. Step it up and get this onesie for your baby. That's right. Gee, we need to get. Do I have to? <laughs> Oh, Even though sorry. he was born two days ago, Jesus, Travis, come on now, <laughs> get it together. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Blake underscore Mosley. I'm on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/Mosley with three Y's. You won't see me dance on there. Actually, if you go back far enough, you probably will see me dance on there. Um, but uh, it's Mosley with three Y's. I'm also on TikTok. Uh, it's at Blake Brosley. Um, and if you don't mind checking out my other podcast, it's called South Carolina Spook Show. It's all about true crime and paranormal stories from the state of South Carolina. Um, it is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podca- uh, po- Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, and more. Um, and uh, so check those out. And if you have some ideas, please send them to me. It's uh, scspookshow at gmail.com. Um, and I appreciate all the positive feedback I've gotten on that so far. I think the biggest compliment that I have gotten thus far is that uh, people wish it was longer. And that is a huge compliment. It, trust me, I wish they were longer too, but that is literally all of the time that I have <laughs> to put into an episode. They're only like 15 minutes long. But hey, you know, they're quick little short stories. It's just something that pops up in your feed once a month. I appreciate it if you guys would give it us a, a follow leave me a review or something and uh it's a lot of fun though um but uh sources from this episode come from countercurrents.org uh wikipedia and priorygroup.com we do not own any of the music used in this episode and no copyright infringement is intended and with that james i think it's time to get on out of here what do you say we hit him with that mantra Thanks again for thanks again for listening to the show. And always remember, when words fail, music speaks, baby. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. <laughs>